This is The Guardian. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Martha Stewart is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Is aging finally acceptable? The whole aging thing is so boring. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Never give up. Do you think it's all right to ignore us? Just push. She's got gray hair. You're listening to Pop Culture with me, Shantae Joseph, for The Guardian. Look, I'm 27 and I'm not getting any younger. With every year that goes by, I'm increasingly obsessed with how I look and what aging means for me. But it feels like we're entering an era where older women are finally getting their moment to shine. This year's award season saw Angela Bassett, Jennifer Coolidge and Michelle Yeoh absolutely clean up. And now Martha Stewart, aged 81, has graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. All of us should think about good living, successful living, and not about aging. Is this just a moment, or are we seeing a real shift? It's such a big deal for women in general that we can move forward and be recognised and not be so invisible. Nicola Griffin is a model and was in Sports Illustrated in her early 50s. So, what's it like being a star of the magazine? It's so amazing. You look at those beautiful photos, but you know you just don't know what goes on to what happened to make that photo, to what, what built up to it. We went over on this speedboat, on this big boat to this little island, and I felt terribly sick on the boat. <laughs> There's no loos on this island, so we had to get speedboats at lunchtime onto another island to have lunch to use the loos, then go back to other island. It's such hard work. It's such early mornings and such long days. That's why, another reason why I'm so impressed with Master, Martha Stewart, that she could do that. And I, I was 53, she's 81, you know, it's not easy. I know she did Pilates. She started doing Pilates three months before, which I think is fantastic. The fact that you have to get your body physically ready to be a part of a campaign like that because of how arduous it is. She put so much thought into it. Um, I didn't. I was new, a brand new model anyway, so it wouldn't have crossed my mind. It's a wonderful thing for women, you know, to be to be not so invisible in your 50s. Um, so I think it was the floodgates were opening then to people to realise women, they are, they can be beautiful. 
they are beautiful in their 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. And I want to talk a bit about your journey into modelling because you were scouted in 2013 at the age of 53 when you were queuing in a bank. And I, I know you've told this story many times, but, you know, every time I hear you tell it, I'm like, this is crazy. I need to start going about my daily life slaying because I just, I never know when the opportunity is going to come. But can you tell can you tell us about that day of about what happened, what you were wearing, what bank you were in, all the stuff. I want all the details. Do you? Well, it was the strangest thing because I'd gone to the bank to do my normal banking with my twins who were about to turn 18, I think. And a lady behind me just tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's a new shampoo company. It's called White Hot Hair. Would you come and be a hair model? And I just thought, why? You know, I'd had such a bad time going when I stopped dyeing my hair. I had such a bad time going from very dark hair to white hair and people being so, you know, 20 years ago when I went white, gray, people were very um, rude about it and, you know, often said, fancy letting yourself go. So I had no idea that, wow, I had no idea that this woman was saying something in a complimentary way. And she gave me her number. And I just ignored it. And then my twins were going to university on the same weekend. And I was feeling really, really sorry for myself because they were both leaving together. And I thought I wouldn't be able to survive the empty nest. And then they suggested I ring that number. And I thought, okay, I'll ring the number. And that was the start. And it wasn't very long after when I got scouted by Milk that I was sent off to do that job. It was possibly in the same year. It's amazing because... With all of these banks closing their like in-person branches as we go to online banking, that's a story we'll actually never hear again. Like you've really no. got one of the last best stories because no one is getting scouted in the bank. Absolutely not. It's funny you should say that because I walked past that bank the other day and it's closed down. And I looked at it and I thought that's just a distant memory. What happened in there 10 years ago. Isn't that funny? And you've come so far. To you, is it significant that you have kind of broken out as a model a lot later on in life yes I do I think I think it's wonderful because I've got young I've got young daughters and I think that for the younger generation to see older women doing things in fashion I think it's I think it's just empowering for them inspirational for them to see that life is not over at 40 or 50 or 60 I remember when my mother was in her 50s there wasn't any shop she could go to to buy clothes she used to make her own I mean, you were supposed to be a granny mm. and um, have a perm and wear beige clothes. And, and and that was the end of it for you. And it's so different now. I, I'm 63. I can walk into any department store and choose makeup. And no one's going to say, oh, you're a bit old for this. You know, it's different now. It's wonderful. And for people who don't know what you look like, you have very gorgeous long hair and you don't color it and it's like a light gray color and do you know I must say though the girlies were going through a gray moment where everyone was kind of like wearing gray wigs or like dyeing their hair that silvery gray because it was very in so listen it's it's really just a timeless trend at this point that you just naturally have so like shout out to you but you kind of mentioned before about the struggles you had with going from like brown brown hair to gray hair and this whole idea of like people looking at you differently. Can you tell us a bit more about those, about people's perceptions of you and like how that changed as your hair changed and you kind of aged visibly? Well, it was awful at first. I mean, I even had a message from a cousin of mine to say, oh, she let herself go. I think certain men, they can't have 
they can't have a woman do that because it's going back in time. It it shows that you're going to turn into a grandmother, and they don't. I think they don't like that. Anyway, I was so annoyed by all the abuse. I thought to myself, I don't care anymore about what anyone thinks. I'm going to do it. I'm not going back because my hair wouldn't take the dye. It looked awful. So I thought I'm just going to let it be for whatever whatever it is. So then I did, and I was so pleased I did. And I just love it now. I love it. I love silver. I've always liked silver. I've always liked white. I don't know what all the fuss is about, really. And um, it looks so good on you as well. Like, you rock it so well. So it's like everyone else that's talking rubbish could go to hell. Sorry, you look great. How how did you come to kind of come to terms or be at peace with what it was? Like, my hair looks like this. I look this way. When so much of the media that we consume tells us, you know, you need to be youthful. You need to be this, this way. Even though your hair didn't take the dye, you know, some people will go to extreme lengths in order to yeah. keep cultivating that youth look how did you say do you know what I'm happy with how I look and I'm going to just be content I thought to myself what I'm going to do is reinvent myself that's what I'm going to do I'm going to make the best of what I have got not what somebody else has got not what somebody else thinks I've got I'm going to make the best of what I have got and I thought I am tall I have long hair my hair is even quite nice I'd had all this abuse and one day this woman said to me well this woman said your hair's nice and I thought she was talking to the woman behind me and I looked behind me and there wasn't anyone. I thought she was talking to me. So then I decided that I'm going to make the best of my hair. I'm going to make the best of myself. And that's what I do. And that's what I continue to do. And I also think useful is also a lot to do with your posture. Mm-hmm. So I think when you stand up straight and you put your shoulders back and you walk straight, and you have that, you have that energy. I think that's really um, useful. Yeah. I would say that Sports Illustrated is definitely a certain like kind of style of magazine. Like it is, you know, provocative. It is very sexy and in somewhat perhaps for the male gaze. Um, and I do wonder if like our perceptions of what it means to be old, older and be glamorous and still be sexy is is still kind of panders to this idea of youthfulness and it will now change the way that we view people like people aging so it's like oh if I'm 81 I need to look like Martha Stewart I just think that if women just carry on you know being fit and healthy we just have to be acknowledged and yeah this is why this is why these these sort of events are so helpful for that and do you think that maybe I don't know like we need representation when it comes to older women that feels a bit more kind of encompassing of the the realities of what it means to be older. Martha Stewart obviously has had a life in the public eye. You know, she has a lot of money. She has a lot of like access to whether it is like skin treatments or personal trainers. Like there's a reason she can be 81 and look a particular way. Whereas the average 81 year old woman might not look like that. Do we need to see more realistic representations i i would love to see that that would be just wonderful i have a friend who's 80 just turned 88 and her name's pauline she goes to the gym she does her garden she's sprightly she loves her clothes i mean i'd like to see her on the front page of, on the front cover of a magazine well what i would call a real woman gently wrinkles a sort of gently wrinkling up healthy woman who happens to be 88. And for yourself, obviously, Sports Illustrated was amazing. Are there other milestones in the world of modelling that you really want to conquer or go for next? Um, For my 70th birthday, I would like to be on the front cover of Vogue wearing some beautiful, beautiful clothes. I'd like to do all sorts of things. And I think at 63, I'm just getting started.
Let's take a quick minute. And when we come back, we'll get into all the ways society makes it so difficult to accept getting older. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, my golden girlies. Nicola was a good reminder of how to embrace our aging selves. But why does it feel like such a challenge to do that? Where do we get these messages about what is and isn't acceptable about an older body? Even within the conversation around aging amongst, like, let's say, my peer group, Mm. there's still a judgment based on what version of aging you want. Corona Bell is a journalist and author of Stronger, challenging everything I know about women's strength. I think a lot about aging. I, particularly as a black woman, I specifically think a lot about, you know, black don't crack and how all of these kind of older black celebrities are like, you know, they look so young and everyone's like, yeah, black don't crack and they always look great. And then I feel like this pressure to, I need to look like Angela Bassett when I'm 62. Like I can't, you know, age in a particular way because there's an expectation from me. I also think about like just how prevalent things like cosmetic surgery and Botox is. Like I've had Botox, like there's this sort of need to like prevent aging at all costs because it suddenly becomes like an indictment of you as a woman if you start to age at all. When I see kind of older women or kind of just women a- women aging in, in media, it gives me a lot of reassurance because I'm like, okay, cool. Like I know I can exist, but there aren't a lot of us. I do remember being really sharply aware around aging when I turned 39. And that was specifically because it was the year leading up to being 40. And it wasn't just about how I personally was feeling within myself, because I was feeling kind of good, actually, if I'm being honest with you. It was more all of my peer group who were talking about freaking out about turning 40 and what that meant and Mm. so on. And I think when I then did actually turn 40, and um, what what I experienced was overnight in complete contrast to my 30s. Like when I turned 30, I did not like it. I did not feel any more wise. I Mm. felt like time was running out. In contrast to that, when I turned 40, literally on my birthday, I just felt different. I felt Mm. like something had settled. I felt like there was something a little bit more powerful coming through. And what are some of the kind of worries or anxieties that were in your peer group at that time when you were all kind of transitioning to 40? It sounds really dramatic, but it was literally this fear that when you turned 40, you would just desiccate and turn into dust like overnight. You know, like when Voldemort's just like (laughs) 
turns into this tiny baby. <laughs> and and it was really that. Of course, that's not going to happen. But I think when you then unravel things around ageism, which obviously have a huge like commercial and advertising and monetary um, output to them, right? Because mm. people want to sell you things to make you feel younger, et cetera, et cetera. But I think when you then sort of like look at like ideas, for example, that getting older, the default of getting older, we associate with things like frailty or mm. diminishing ourselves, the automatic shrinking of ourselves. And it's just not true. And yes. I think when I realized that it wasn't true, I then got very angry because I then realized a lot of us have been sold a lot of fear and a lot of lies about what it's like to actually grow older. Yeah. And it's so interesting you talk about the idea of like diminishing yourself because I know that it doesn't matter how old I am, whether I'm 68, 78, I'm going to wear mini skirts, okay? I don't believe that getting older means I have to completely transform the way that I dress and the way I present myself to the world. If it's what I want to wear, it's what I want to wear. But where do you think we get that kind of messaging from? I think a massive part of it is if you were to consider, for example, look at something like advertising, when they uh, depict what they consider to be an older woman, right, or a woman in midlife, sometimes it's a woman who's literally in her 70s. And, and so, for example, if you are in your 40s and 50s, it's no disrespect to the woman in her 70s, but that just isn't you. And yeah. it's very hard to to see yourself reflected in that. And it's also to do with the fact that, you know, this this invisibility, for example, that you're talking about is a very real thing. It doesn't just come from any one place. It comes from, you know, representation of women in all walks of life, all kind of, yeah, exactly as you said, you know, wearing miniskirts, even mm. though, my God, God forbid, they're in <laughs> midlife. And and it's got to do with magazine covers. It's got to do with with so many different aspects of representation. So I understand where that fear comes from because it's never been role model to you. I can't look to my mother's generation as a template for what my 40s and 50s are going to be like because thankfully some things have changed in terms of, you know, let's say things like um, sexual freedom, like how you, like what you might want to wear, your financial um, freedom. All of those things contribute to the fact that we have a different lifestyle to, to let's say, my mother's generation. Mm. But the the tricky side of that is having to then work your way through what is essentially a fog because you don't know what the right thing is to do. You wrote an article in The Independent that was about kind of visibility for older women. And you said, you know, you are only visible as an older woman if you're white, slim and you look young. So you don't even look old. You still look young. Um, and from your experience, how do you think aging and race sort of intersect? I think, I mean, you mentioned this about like black don't crack, right? Mm. And so having spoken to people about that, the reason why things like that are so damaging is because it's literally surface level. So it makes people feel like um, if someone says that you look good for your age or, um, you know, oh my gosh, I wish that my skin looked like yours and all of this stuff, there could be stuff like big stuff going on with you physiologically that you feel like you can't really talk about or open up to or maybe even acknowledge yourself mm. because apparently like you know you look so much better for your age than other people so you know what are you kind of complaining about I personally feel like having seen this already take place when we looked at things like International Women's Day let's say 10-15 years ago and it was considered like such a win by a lot of companies and advertising to have a woman as part of their campaign or part of events and it would always be a white woman. Like, yes. you know, the idea of having intersectionality around that, I mean, I would say that that's a relatively recent thing in the last few years. And I kind of feel like we're still at, we're, we're now again at this point when it comes to older women, 
which is that when we are looking at things like advertising campaigns, when we're looking at TV and film, magazine covers, et cetera, et cetera, the dominant representation tends to be white women. And yeah. and even when you do have women of like other intersections being represented, they are women who are super, super slim. I do feel like white women and companies do need to be aware of where those opportunities are going. And do you need to take up the oxygen and space for that opportunity? Or could you hand it over to someone else and to be very consciously aware of that? It's so interesting that you bring this up because like it basically brings us back to the the first point, which was this Martha Stewart Sports Illustrated cover. It's been widely celebrated. She's the oldest woman to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's in her 80s. Like, do you think her being on this magazine cover is significant to women of colour? Not really. I mean, I would say that if I was to, for example, show my mother the cover, I don't know that my mother would go, oh, yay, Martha Stewart's doing it. So so can I, you know? And I think that it's it's just because if you think about something like resonance, what is it that my 74-year-old mother is going to see in that cover that gives her resonance and makes her feel seen? And I don't know that she would she would see much of herself in that. Yeah. And so I think it's it's an it, 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 it's not to say that look that cover may open doors or have people might start having conversations let's say at creative agencies where they're like oh you know what that cover looked amazing maybe we should do a campaign similar to that but like use women who aren't let's say Martha Stewart or mm. celebrities or whatever. And so I don't want to say it was completely useless because, you know, I do feel like sometimes that causes like a different conversation in different rooms that we may just not see. But in terms of like, is it a win for older women in general? I don't think so. Yeah. I just don't think it is. When you have access to, you know, all these incredible estheticians, all these incredible like doctors, skin, like new kind of developments in skincare products and you have the money to spend on it, like on your body, on your face, like it's so much easier for you to be that sort of like pinnacle of health at your age and be that representation. But actually, it's not the reality for everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I realize I can only speak for, let's say, being South Asian. But like someone of my mother's generation, the idea of being of spending that amount of money on yourself mm. when they have been raised, you know, with the mindset and in the kind of environment where you look after your family. I wish that my mom would do more for herself, but like the mindset is so much about giving herself to others. Yeah. I think even if she had the money, I don't know that she would feel right doing that. I want to get into how we view age today, particularly in the era of social media. Because one thing I see all the time is like someone's posted, you know, a, a Getty red carpet images of this 31-year-old actress. And they're like, oh my God, she looks so good for 31. And I just feel like people don't understand like what it means to look 30. Why do you think our perception of, of age is so skewed? Yeah, I, I just think culturally, I don't think that we have caught up as a society with markers of age in terms of what may have been the case like 40, 50 years ago to what they currently are now. Because if you think about like the average life expectancy being like, you know, maybe 80, um, 30 is is 
at the most a third, um, if that. And I would venture to say that by the time, you know, in another 10 years, that life expectancy may be well beyond 80. I mean, we have no way of knowing that. It has also got to do with perception. For example, on TikTok, like the videos that like make me laugh so much are, I think I saw this video, this TikTok recently of this like 27 year old going, this is the difference between 27 and 23. And mm. I was, just, and I did laugh because I do remember feeling like that when I was, you know, in my late 20s. I think it's about our perception of what we think is old and what isn't. Yeah. And that's why I also think that representation of older people and the idea that, yeah, you know what? Your bones don't crumble and you don't die when you turn 40 is also yeah. a really good yeah. thing to do. And I think it's also something about like, reveling in the compliment that you are young like you know when people are like oh my god like I thought you were like 20 years younger and you're like oh my god yes and it's this whole idea of like we need to like we need to be validated by how youthful we look it's like I wonder if there are things that we do to, to stop validating this idea that youth is good and we should always aspire to youth at all costs it's tricky because look I haven't had any work done I've never had Botox so it's it's a bit of a difficult thing to comment on but I do feel that let's say the um, the prevalence of it in society also means that I don't think we necessarily know what people look like or what yes. their ages look like. Yes. What Okay, what does someone who is in their mid-40s look like? And even if, for example, you were looking at someone who has never had any work done, there are so many other variables of what what's their genetics. Well, the issue is that we have started or we do conflate what we look like with what is going on internally and who we are as people and what yes. our value is as people. Yes. And quite honestly, I just don't think that the two, the two have like no correlation to each other. Yes, Martha Stewart's cover was inspiring and women should be celebrated at all ages. However, we only seem to celebrate people who have the financial means to age while still looking young. So who is this really a win for? Until aging is presented in its wholeness, both the glam and unglam, how will we ever truly be okay with getting old? So that's all, gang. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. And you already know what I'm going to say. If you love this episode or previous episodes, then please subscribe and leave a friendly review. This week's episode was produced by Hattie Moya, sound designed by Mal Lasetto, original music by Axel Kakutier, and the executive producer is Maz Eftahaj. See you next Thursday. This is The Guardian. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. 
Visit ebay.com for terms. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.